I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house. Meet my alien sister. Don't come hungry because I'll bet my mom can't cook. Hello and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a DCOM podcast. I am one of your hosts. Luke Westaway. Here's the other one. Hello, I'm Andy Farrant. I'm another of the hosts. But Luke, what is a DCOM? Those are just letters to me. I don't know what they mean. Uh, DCOM stands for Disney Channel Original Movie. And this podcast is... is, This podcast is... No, no, wait, don't go. This podcast is dedicated to excavating, exploring Disney Channel Original Movies uh, through the late 90s and early noughties. I'm not leaving. I was just... There's something over on the other side of the room I need to go and check on. So uh, that's yeah. why I'm walking towards the door. Yeah, okay. I'm, just come, I'm going over. I'm just going over. Have you checked I'll on be, it yet? I'll, I'll be back, I promise. He should have come back. <laughs> I am back. I'm back. Oh, I'm God, ready he's to back. talk he's about back. Disney back. Channel original movies. But Luke, we are both adult men. Why are we talking about movies for children <laughs> from the past? Oh, I see. We're going right there, are we? <laughs> well, I mean, it seems the obvious question. <laughs> okay. Um, well, people forget that the pandemic wasn't all good um <laughs> we were stuck indoors uh for much yeah. of it disney plus launched like two weeks after the pandemic began it did yes and, and obviously you can burn through every mickey mouse cartoon in about 10 minutes wait i remember how, how this this is all your fault because my fault because disney plus launched and we were browsing the rich catalog sure uh, and we we found out to our mutual surprise and delight that james cameron's great work avatar oh. Uh, is on Disney Plus, which I had never seen, which Andy had never seen. Although um, you you did explain the plot to me over the course of the four hours it took us to queue for uh, Avatar Flight, Flight of the Navi, pas- Flight, of, Flight of Passage, Flight of Passage it. at Walt Disney. Four World, hours. Yeah. I think you could learn the name, Andy. Sorry. This is exactly the kind of attitude <laughs> that you bring to Avatar. So Andy told me that he'd never seen Avatar. Of course, I was angry for a long time, <laughs> just furious. It, obviously, the best way to watch Avatar is in the cinema in 3D, as James intended. But Andy couldn't do that because of the pandemic and also it came out in like 2008 or whatever. <laughs> so uh, so we what we decided, we set a date and we watched Avatar together on mm-hmm. uh, Disney+. And incredibly, at the end of watching Avatar, um, Andy was thirsty for more. <laughs> well, <laughs> although, more films that aren't Avatar, I think. I was looking uh, for the yeah. exact opposite of Avatar. Well, I think um, I think we were we were considering going to bed because it was quite late. Avatar is a very long film. It has to be that length because th- there's no fat on it. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a lean filmmaking sure, exercise. A lean three hours. <laughs> a lean. Th- you fi- you find me the thirty seconds or a minute that could be cut <laughs> from Avatar. Cool. Yeah, can't be done. So we were sort of browsing around and we came across something. It was a a little film called. Brink. The description for which reads, Andy Brink Brinker is the best inline skater at the beach, but when a spot on a sponsored team opens up, Brink feels compelled to take it, hoping to help his family with the money he'll earn. And it's a Disney movie, released in 1998, made exclusively for the Disney TV channel, and at the risk of sounding reductive, it was hilarious and we loved it. Yeah. Ooh, sponsored skaters. Big deal. It is a big deal. Team X plays rules. Everybody knows that. I mean, I'd heard of 
original movies produced by Disney. I mean, but High School Musical High is School, probably High the School most Musical. famous Disney Channel original movie, right? Exactly. But but what I didn't know, because we didn't really have the Disney Channel in the UK, was that like High School Musical was the apotheosis of everything that they had been working towards for yeah. many, many years. They'd been laying the groundwork with these movies that were so odd, mm. unhinged. They, they would churn out sort of three or four of these a year. Right. And, you know, you're making that many films. They're not all going to be, they're not all going to be brink. Well, that's, yeah. Then none of them are gold. That's the, they're, that's the thing. Yeah. And they're an incredible time capsule of the period in which they were made as well. Like uh, the sort of peak decom is between about 1996, I think they might have started. Yeah. And uh, like 2005, there's a sort yes. of 10 year window. And that's the window that we're interested in. So if you're thinking we're going to talk about your favourite DCOM High School Musical... Yeah, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do that. As I understand it, it's good. So I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the weird ones. So, okay, just as an example of the kind of plots that DCOMs have, there's one uh, where a boy discovers that his mother is part leprechaun, and and on his birthday he starts transforming into a leprechaun himself. Yep. There's one in which a boy discovers that his mother is a mermaid and on his birthday he starts <laughs> transforming into a, a merman that's you know those are quite similar those ones and um, well and there's the one that we're going to talk about today smart house the premise mm. of which is a boy enters a competition to win an extremely intelligent robot house and the shenanigans that ensue the crucial bit of the story that we've missed out is that once andy and i had watched brink we then watched two disney channel original movies <laughs> Every Friday throughout for a year and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I mean, we really, really went through them. Double feature. These um, these movies that we're talking about, this kind of golden age of Disney Channel original movie, we've we've seen, we've pretty much seen them all. We've seen them all. Um, and we're probably the country's foremost experts. I really think we might be. Um, these are our credentials. And so. it was odd because I felt like we had. We had sunk so deep into the decom quagmire, <laughs> but after a few months, we realised that we couldn't talk to anyone about this um, without revealing that we had been watching uh, children, old children's TV movies, um, <laughs> <laughs> at an astonishing rate yeah. all the time. And because yeah. we hadn't mentioned it to anyone to begin with, it became too odd. So I think that's what this podcast really is, Andy, isn't it? It's our way of telling our friends and family. Yeah. That we've watched every decom. That we watched every decom. <laughs> and then proving it by reviewing them. The, <laughs> exactly. the problem is, though, to mm. record this podcast, we have to rewatch the Disney Channel original <laughs> movies. <laughs> because otherwise we'd forget all the details. So we're <laughs> going to become people detail. who've watched every decom twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think over the it's course worse. of listening, you'll you'll get a sense of how how I guess either how low Andy and I have sunk or how high we have soared, depending on your mm-hmm. Uh, viewpoint but we want to bring you the listener along on the journey that we've already taken we want yeah. you to hold our hands and sync with us and if you uh if you are a disney plus subscriber or you have access to these films maybe you have you've got a local charity shop that's stocked with dvds of brink uh, you can, you can <laughs> they've got to be along. somewhere yeah you can watch along and then yeah. uh and then join in in the conversation send in your thoughts about the disney channel original movie that we'll be talking about along the way you'll notice a lot of uh recurring themes recurring motifs oh we uh, should explain the name of the podcast 
That's yeah, what, that's I mean, what that's, you're doing. That's what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, that's okay. where the name of the podcast comes from. It's called uh, Mom Can't Cook because we've noticed that in really an astonishing number of these movies, the, one of the central jokes is that the mother of the family is a bad cook, but not a bad cook in a sort of, oh, she's just, it's this isn't very tasty. A bad cook in a way that no, no human being ever has been in that she'll cook like a sardine ice cream for dinner. Yeah. The kids will be like, oh, sardine ice cream, mom. That's bad. It's not always the mum. Sometimes it's the dad who can't cook. But it's it's almost always. It's the, almost the mom. always the mum. And yeah. and often the subtext I think is that the mum has a career, uh, and that possibly that is uh, that's why you know, she thinks sardines go in ice cream. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, maybe she learned that at her job. Yeah. Maybe that's what they told her at the office. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and that that's why and that that's why she can't cook. It's it's a common it's a common joke, and it gets to the heart of the decom vibe. I think which it, these are these are odd fables mm. of suburban American life told to children by adults who have not had the amount of supervision or oversight that you would expect from something that is going out on the Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, it is being pumped out by, I guess, Michael Eisner's media empire at the time. Yeah, exactly. I think um, having watched a lot of decom, that is the thing that I love about them is this is the fact that they are presented by the Disney corporation which as we know is famously controlling of mm. its image uh you know the, the imagination the dream factory but they have had this weird offshoot the disney channel where they pump out these original movies that, that are, just do not meet any kind of quality bar but <laughs> but they, it's just kind of been allowed to happen and i get the impression that no one was no one at disney really knew this was happening i mean if you've got a you've got a tv channel you need content for that TV channel. There are how many hours in the day? We've got to we've got to fill how much scheduling. These movies were perfect at fulfilling their purpose, which was to fill ninety minutes on the Disney Channel. <laughs> the, the only complaint of the people receiving the finished cut of Brink was, could it be twenty four hours long? <laughs> because that would really that would really yeah. pull our asses out of the fire. <laughs> It'd really help here. Can we have an eighteen hour skating sequence? <laughs> Yeah. But generally, DCOMs fall into one of two categories. The ones I would describe as speculative fiction. So they've contained some sort of science fiction or supernatural element. Yeah. And then you get the, the more grounded, realistic ones. And generally, those will be sports films. So it'll yes. be about a kid taking on some sport and becoming good at it. But whichever genre you're looking at, normally, um, there is a, a, a fairly clumsy attempt to have the protagonist of the story who is almost certainly a, a teen boy or girl, learn a lesson and somehow grow. 13 years old seems to be the sort of age of the protagonists of these films. Yes, in so fact, 13 be... is exactly the year of um, the protagonist of today's film, Smart House. So maybe this is the point to start talking about Smart House. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for coming today. It's a pleasure to see such a wonderful turnout from the press corps. Although I was going to introduce the contest winners myself, it seems more appropriate to let Smart House do the honors. Pat? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to our newest occupants, the Cooper family, Nick, Ben, and Angie. We are going to assume that you've seen the movie Smart House because otherwise we're going to end up. Uh, we we don't want to explain every little thing that happens in Smart House. This is like a this this podcast is like a book club. So yeah, bring bring the required reading to bear. Uh, you know, if you haven't watched Smart House yet, now is the point to press pause 
go watch Smart House and we will meet you back here and we'll talk about Smart House. Does that sound fair, listener? I think that's fair. I think that's more than fair. I think we've been I think we've been more than patient with them. We've already sort of briefly t- touched on the plot, but the plot uh, concerns a 13-year-old boy and he is in a family with his dad and his younger sister. His mother is dead. Whoa. <laughs> you said that. You said that so shockingly. Yeah, that's a big, <laughs> you know, you don't get you don't get that often. But because no. his his mother is is dead, he's uh, he's taken on a lot of the roles around the house that he believes that his mother used to do because yeah. he doesn't want he doesn't want anyone thinking his family needs a mother figure. Yeah. So he enters uh, a competition to win a smart house because he thinks that that can do all the like taking care of the family for them and he won't have to do it anymore. So that's the sort of setup for yes. the movie. So we let's meet our principal players. We have Ben, who is 13 years old, hmm. um, a, a boy who misses his deceased mother uh, very badly, holds her memory in uh, incredible reverence. Which is understandable, um, but what is maybe a little more peculiar is that he very, very closely guards his father's love life. Yeah. Early in the film, we we see Ben screening his dad's calls. He won't tell her that women have phoned the house. Exactly. He wants to stop his dad, Nick, from talking to any women um, yeah. in case they replace his mother. Um, we've got Angie, who is Ben's younger sister, who uh, is a bit more chill and yeah uh, she doesn't remember her mum so much that's the thing that's the thing yeah and ben counts this as an unconscionable betrayal uh we've got we've got nick the father um who is always busy at work we never get i don't think we ever find out exactly what his job is although it seems i kind of inferred that he (laughs) is like a sports equipment wholesaler something (laughs) like that it's a, I mean, the only clue you get is that occasionally he'll be on the phone talking about truckfuls of baseball bats and hats. <laughs> yeah. So it's... this is what I think this is what um, screenwriters of decom films think that uh, like actual jobs are. Then we've got Sarah. Sarah is a genius in- inventor mm-hmm. uh, who has invented the smart house. Yes. Um, we'll be talking much more about Sarah later. She's also she's also got a friend who whose name I don't know, but whose job is to sit there and Sarah explains Smart House to him. His name his name is I wrote down the character his name is oh, Miles, okay. but he is yeah. he contributes so little to the narrative that I, yeah. I wonder if maybe he had a larger role originally. Um Maybe he got killed by the Smart House and they decided that was a bit yeah. a bit much. The yeah. the killing scene was too graphic. <laughs> Um, as a note as well, this movie was directed by LeVar Burton. <laughs> A.K.A. Geordie LaForge from Geordie Star LaForge. Trek. Yeah. Much like HBO's Tales from the Crypt, DCOMs are a sort of a sort of testing ground for actors who wanted to get into directing, I think. Because it's, it's yeah. very low stakes. It's very hard to mess up directing a Disney Channel original movie. So it's sort of well, like I, yeah. half a It's go. very easy to mess it up, but no one will oh, mind yeah. if you do. <laughs> but it as long as it's 90 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It do- doesn't matter. Uh, so those are the principal players, except, of course, for Pat, who is the AI mm. uh, who controls the smart house, incredibly, incredibly voiced by Katie Segal, who you will probably best know as the voice of Leela in Futurama. Let's take a look at what you've got on tap for snacks. Uh, actually, I'm trying to get them to cut down on snacks. Not to worry, Nick. My database was prepared by a team of nutritionists to ensure a balanced diet for each member of the family. She was also Peg Bundy on Married with Children. Yes. So there you go. You've got um, you've got a real uh, a, a real bit of star power in Smart House that you don't always get in 
in decom now andy i know before we go any further you wanted to talk about the physical yeah. assault of the paperboy in the first scene one thing i did note is that this film opens with a paperboy getting assaulted and that is again another theme of decoms that i hadn't really considered but a lot yeah. of them open with paperboys getting assaulted. By... <laughs> okay, now that you've said that, I can call to mind a few. We should say yeah. uh, the 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 manner of the attack is that the smart house. Ha- well, I mean, how would you? D- the smart house extends a tentacle. The smart house has Doctor Octopus tentacles that it can extend to like grab people and touch them. <laughs> and they look, they look, boys. they look way. T- they look exactly like Doctor Octopus tentacles. They look way too menacing. To be like a, a sort of friendly smart house thing. They've got like spiked ends. <laughs> Take it up with Sarah. Yeah. Well, the genius yeah, inventor. True. She designed okay. this. But yeah, we could have called this podcast Paperboy Gets Assaulted. We, we, well, <laughs> but, but, but you, you can see why we didn't. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't think of it in time. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it could be. All right. Well, <laughs> if you're still here. <laughs> Then let's talk about Smart House. I'd like to start off by talking about the capabilities of the Smart House, because it seems... Great, yes. Okay. They seem to just sort of add things that it can do <laughs> randomly. But okay, so that's the sort of the main thing. Tell me the some Smart of its House. features, yeah. Okay, well, it's... The entire thing is run by PAT, which stands for Personal Applied Technology. Yeah. Which is the AI that runs the house. So it can do things that you would understand a Smart House in the modern sense can do. It can do climate control. Yeah. Uh, it Set can, reminders and timers yeah. and alarms. Alarms, it turns on the lights, things like that. But yeah. also, I mean, it seems to, a lot of it is based around projections. <laughs> like it'll just project a bewitched music video onto the wall. I think you mean kick butt video screens, Andy. Sorry, kick butt video screens is how they're described. Uh, hey, Pat, how about activating some kick butt video screens? Sure, Ben. Yeah, you, yeah. Can eat, um, you can eat your dinner on a cliff in Cape Cod. because yes. project- You can play, somehow play mini golf. I wasn't entirely sure how that was working. Yeah, because the golf ball was sometimes in the projection, but then also fired into the room. And yeah, sometimes it would just like ping off the walls. I wasn't yeah. really. Wasn't you really you clear. can get it. You can watch a projection of an elephant charging you that is so realistic that it is terrifying to Angie, the, the yeah. little sister. Like that video of um, people watching that train movie in the late eighteen hundreds, and they all dived I... out of the way. Okay, so you got the projections. Yeah, yeah. It also uh, is quite heavily food preparation based you can ask it to make you anything and it will and it will rise out of a sort of plinth in the in the kitchen countertop we do and we do get some insight into the inner workings of the smart house because at one point there's a malfunction and that riser comes out of the the, the breakfast table thing mm. uh, and it's revealed that the smart house is mostly stuffed with ten thousand oranges <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that scene where uh, it starts to malfunction. It's just like starts firing oranges around the room, which again, Thousands I don't... Thousands of oranges. I don't know why that is a thing that it can do. Well, well, to be fair, that's a malfunction. It's not supposed to be doing that. But what we do know is that the smart house has within it a store of thousands and thousands of oranges and presumably thousands of other ingredients. Because those are, those are fresh oranges. Yes. How is it being supplied with fresh fruit? Where this food is stored, yeah. either. There's no, like, storeroom within the house. The walls of the smart house must just be a series, a, a bustling series of funnels moving around produce. Mm. It must have deals with local suppliers. <laughs> Pat, must, Pat must... Well, 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 well. Take the example of the paperboy. Pat has a working relationship with a local supplier of the newspaper. Presumably, Pat also talks to the butcher. Uh, yep. You know, Pat can phone the butcher. Pat can phone uh, the deli. 
Yeah, maybe we just they order. didn't show the deliveries arriving. Yeah, you don't. You it's just assumed. Lavar Burton knowledge. didn't want to bog down the film by showing a grocery delivery boy loading <laughs> oranges yeah. into a coal chute. <laughs> <laughs> but but it must be happening. One of the more chilling elements of uh, of Pat's capabilities is when they first move into the house, and yes. um, it just jabs the uh, the small girl with a needle <laughs> and takes a blood and tissue sample yes. from her and then without it's able her to, consent without her consent and it's able to build up a sort of health profile of the child and then uh ben the scientist lady asks him to say something he does and pat breathalyzes him and sort of builds a ideal diet from him based on his exhalations which is yes. uh that's, a, yes. that's pretty wild. That's a pretty um, wild thing. So Angie's medical records have been accessed by Pat. Yeah. And, and then, moments later, Sarah assures Nick, the father, that there, that no privacy is being invaded. <laughs> by Despite Pat, Pat stealing your medical records. <laughs> the very from your, first stealing thing your blood. she does is take your blood <laughs> and access your medical re- records. Yeah. Another one I want to talk about is, why does Pat have the ability to deliver electric shocks through every door and surface. Ow! Pull up your shorts, Ben. They look fine. Ow! Cut it out, Pat! Pull up your shorts, Ben! Ow! One of the more troubling abilities for me is the... um, So it's got this uh, clean-up function whereby anything you drop on the carpet can be sort of absorbed into the carpet and i, I guess ground up like, again in, the, in sure. the bustling series of tubes that must fill the walls sluicing food waste yeah and fresh and oranges a, back and forth there's a scene where they have a party which i'm sure we'll talk about later but they yeah. clean up the party um because their dad is walking up the drive and it's like oh no dad's going to discover we have a party and mm. pat says don't worry sweep all the garbage onto the carpet so they do the carpet absorbs all of the trash but i i the whole time i was watching that scene i was thinking how are the kids also not being dragged into the carpet <laughs> and just sucked in and ground up and just mince how is she distinguishing between what is rubbish and what is well thank god she took their blood samples if there had been a non-family member in the house <laughs> a stray party cover <laughs> they would have gone into the floor absorbers yeah the thing that really struck me was that the floor was absorbing full solid objects like mm. it's it, somehow it's sucking a chris like a, like a, a, a an old discarded bag of chips through a carpet yeah or a tin like a, a can of pepsi an empty can of pepsi an empty That's can of like... pepsi through through the carpet and into well i don't know yeah. a, a, an enormous acid filled quagmire i guess how big or... how big a piece of trash can go down there if you had like a deer carcass just lying on the <laughs> just lying on the la- living room carpet pat, pat can get rid of anything you don't want to be there anymore wow. i have a air quotes deer carcass yeah i'm looking to get rid of pat no problem i will floor absorb <laughs> luke why are you shirtless why are you not wearing a shirt on your upper body i thought my camera was off no it's a video call i can see ah. all of it what happened to all your shirts why don't why don't you have a shirt on i don't i don't have a stitch to wear andy man well great news luke yeah i've got for you is that this episode of mum can't cook at econ podcast is brought to you by our sponsor insert coin the people Ooh. who make cool official clothes and other stuff based on the video games you love it sounds like an organization that could clothe me yeah, well, you like video games, don't you, you nerd? You like <laughs> Yeah, I do. I like the buttons they have. Well, how about how about these <laughs> video games? Dark Souls, ever heard of it? Yeah, I love Dark Souls. 
Doom. There's there's one. I like that one. Ghost of Sushima. Ghost of Sushima. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about Not this? Not its charms. <laughs> how about this? Yakuza. Oh, Yakuza's cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Fallout. You like Fallout, don't you? Yeah. Uh, these are all ranges that you can find uh, at Insert Coin. And it, just, but just by listening to this podcast, you have granted yourself access to a special code. If you go to insertcoinclothing.com and use a code, a special code for this episode, House Always Wins, <laughs> <laughs> you can get 20% off uh, online orders, not including bundles, charity items, gift cards, or postage. Each code is one use per person, and they will be valid until the end of 2022, so do not hang about. Do not wait. Go yeah. use those codes. Get clothes. And they have cool t-shirts and also Yakuza jackets, and I have several of those, and they're great. It's good stuff. So go to www.insertcoinclothing.com and enter the code HOUSEALWAYSWINS, or one word, all caps, and get your 20% off. Enjoy. One thing I'm not entirely clear on mm. is so this smart house <laughs> is won by Ben. He enters the contest to win the smart house about a thousand times. Yes, yes, he does. So he does win the smart house. Um, <laughs> is this a publicity thing? <laughs> well, let's because okay. Okay. this house must cost <laughs> yeah. tens of millions. If you count like the R and D costs, and there's a bit where you see you see Sarah working on the workings of the house. She like peels back a bit of wallpaper, and there are all these loud beeping circuits behind it. Yeah, like this is clearly. A very, very expensive house. Yes. And once it's once it's done, they just give it away to <laughs> yeah, this right. this family. They don't seem to have a plan for any other smart houses. Well, and the entirety <laughs> of the publicity they get from it is one is one the... press conference outside the house where there's like three local journalists. <laughs> I don't understand what the business reason is. Yeah, the tech company is is puzzling to me at one point we because uh, originally i thought that it was sarah's company but in fact mm. we do see her boss the ceo show up they the three of them stand in the smart house and anxiously <laughs> wait by the phone to see <laughs> to see who's won their incredible cutting edge the, yeah. like the, it's it's an epoch i'm trying to think of the analogy it would be like if henry ford made the car but only made one mm. and then said like who wants a car yeah. Let me know in the newspaper. If you live in my town, you can <laughs> If car. you live in my town, let me know if you want a car. <laughs> and then one person wins the car and then he's like, well, on to the next great adventure. <laughs> also, as, as you mentioned, Ben enters the competition many, many times. Yeah, there's um, no rule on how many times you can enter this contest because he yeah. is just over and over again. In total, they do tell you how many entries they have in total. Bear in mind, this is yeah. to win a house for like, this is, this is to win a house. surely eight figures yeah yeah i mean forget about the technology just let's just talk about the land let's just talk about like mm. the the land on which the smart house sits because you could yeah nick, nick could order the smart house torn down it could probably tear itself down yeah true. And floor floor <laughs> absorb itself and then he could, <laughs> and then he could i don't know well do whatever he wants with it sell the yeah. land run an and there's like five Airbnb. six bedrooms in there you know four stories the total number of uh, entries is 8,411, which is right. not a lot of entries for your Smart House competition. If I was the CEO of Smart House Inc., I would be wondering if we had taken the right tack. But also the wise. fact is that at least half of those are Ben. So 
They only had about 4,000 entries. <laughs> and, and for all we know, there's other 4,000 come from another pen. Like another, another, another just another kid who's interested in having, owning a smart house. There are two people interested in owning this smart house. And that's they it. Want that's the, smart the entire house. market. Well, it does, it does everything you want. It, it not only automates your entire home life, but as we see, it automates Nick's job. You know, like it, stream, it streamlines his entire work. He's working from home. It's doing yeah. the calculations on shipping those baseball bats. Shipping those baseball bats, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Sarah at one point talks about other projects that she's working on. Yes. She's working on a, a smart office. Which, yeah, that's right, with a gourmet restaurant. With a gourmet restaurant. So presumably was, she's just going to say, does anyone want an office? Are there any <laughs> then, companies that want an office? Enter like she's this not, free competition if you do. There's no, I mean, there's no aftercare, really. The only reason that Sarah is still in touch with the family after they win the smart house is because yeah, the dad's... Is because she's sweet on the dad and he's sweet on yeah. her. Yeah. There's no actual official art. They're like, here's the smart house. Bye. Here are the keys. Well, we got our press conference with the local newspaper. <laughs> yeah, is... at that press conference, by the way, one of the probing questions that the press ask is, is there anything this house can't do? Ha 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 ha. Then the press leave. The family walk into the smart house and it takes a blood sample. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which nobody mentioned. Yeah. And I get, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the house does go haywire and try to kill everyone. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. That, you, the press aren't interested in that, that part of the story. This would be national news. <laughs> it, it's like, I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine like Steve Jobs has the iPod, <laughs> but he doesn't want, he doesn't want. He makes, he makes one he iPod, makes gives one. it to a family. It explodes. <laughs> it falls in love with the dad and then explodes and kills one of the children. <laughs> He Probably gathers, we wouldn't gathers, be talking about Apple in the same way. <laughs> he gathers the the world's media. Well, like five of them from his. Gathers, if you're in if you're in Cupertino, right? He gets the Cupertino B. If you want to come, like, take a photo of this family using an iPod. So what's this iPod? If you do? live oh, in Cupertino, you can you can enter to win this iPod. It's oh, it, it stores ten thousand songs, and you can call them up and listen to them whenever you like. It, it's it's incredible. It's your entire all the music you could ever want to listen to in your life. On this one little brick. Wow, I'll take a picture. This is going to be the front page. Can yeah, I have Cupertino one? No. Chopper no. Is, no. Yeah, going wild for this. I wish I had an iPod. Oh, well. well I guess this is simply... Yeah. On to my next great project. I just... I love the visual of the CEO walk, pacing the room, wringing his hands, going, when will the family pick up? Because at first, Ben misses the call because he's on he's on the dial-up internet. He's still connected to the dial-up still internet entering the, the Smart House internet. contest. Yeah. He fell asleep because he was so tired from entering the Smart House contest. He only finds out when he goes to school, and in a, a truly bizarre scene, everyone in school has not only heard about it, but cares deeply and is interested. Mm. Uh, and they go, wow, Ben, you're our hero because you have a Smart House now. Even though none of them really know what that means. Ben doesn't no. even really know what a Smart House means and the cutest girl in school is like now i find you attractive because of your smart house i hear you've got one hell of a smart house ben yeah it's too perfect she says rachel firestone was telling me about your new house and i was like that's so cool and she's all maybe we could get him to invite us over and i was like why don't you ask him and she's all why don't you uh yeah <laughs> that, that'd be great uh anytime wow seriously it's too perfect. At one point, a URL is presented in the film smartsarah.com. Oh, okay. Did you, did you go to check if it's a real website? I did, I did not know. Okay. Did you? I did, uh, and I was warned attackers may be attacking me <laughs> and, that, and that my connection was not safe. Your private. house may become smart. <laughs> if she gets into you, she gets your IP address, that's all she needs to smart your house up. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we've talked about the smart house that the family win. I'm desperate to talk about the party. Can we talk about can we talk about the party? We can talk about the party, yes. Pat, the AI that runs the smart house, gets the impression uh, that Ben is lonely and sad because of the way that he acts sad and lonely yeah. all the time. There's a scene where the house is watching him watch a video of his mother and crying. Yeah. And it's just sort of zooming in on his yeah. crying <laughs> <laughs> a little camera lens. Yeah. <laughs> just, just sadness yeah. analysed. Yeah. If you want to cry in private, you have to do it in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way. Yeah. But even then, I suppose, presumably, Pat could analyse the salinity of the bathwater. Of the runoff, yeah. Ben, it looks like you've been crying in the shower. <laughs> Let me inject you with this. It'll make you feel happy. <laughs> Let me throw you a raging party. Well, that's her solution. She decides to throw a rager. She accesses yep. his email address book and emails everyone in it. <laughs> she emails all. She emails <laughs> a smiley face to everyone. Smart House came out in 1999, and I love the idea that all of the kids in school have email addresses. <laughs> email address books. <laughs> email Full address of the email, their contacts. So Ben, all everyone in Ben's emails is um, yep. is is forwarded the information for a, a, cheer, a cheer up Ben smart house party mm, um, which ben is has not been informed of how would you describe the party um well apart from the kick butt video screens imagine wall-to-wall kick butt video screens that's <laughs> happening already yeah imagine, imagine five's slam dunk defunk is playing yes and three 13 year old boys are doing a choreographed dance routine to it oh on their God. own okay well all right okay room. okay the choreographed dance routine. what's happening there it's a jaw on the floor moment there's one in every there's one in every decom where the film just really really departs from anything that makes sense in a real handbrake left turn kind of way mm. and i think in smart house this is it it's the point where ben says hey pat how about some kick butt video screens and the three children exchange a knowing look and a nod and exactly on the beat, bam, kick into what is surely a very, very, very rehearsed, synchronised dance mm. number. And crucially, not the dance number that five are performing. So it's, so, so it's their own up, thing. They've choreographed themselves. Also, like, Ben is always moaning, frankly. He's mm. always moaning about how he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't, why, I don't, I love basketball so much, but I don't play basketball because I'm too busy cooking all the meals for the family and organising you know you dad and and keeping the keeping the spirit of the family alive can i just say that the th- the meal he cooks for his family at the start is some pasta with a can of mushroom soup poured over it put in the oven <laughs> so i don't know really how much time that's taking him tuna noodle so and tuna call, noodle tuna so noodle tuna and, in there as and, well and he, and he calls it so there is some tuna. tuna noodle casserole i think he could still have a fulfilling high school basketball career alongside making that you're saying it's possible to cook tuna noodle and play a sport. I believe it is. Well, the dad is no help. There's a point where Nick the dad is doing Angie's hair and he says, I'm a guy, I don't have the hairdo gene. He he says a lot of wild stuff, this dad. Yeah. There's a bit where he's talking to Sarah, the smart house scientist, and she's talking about how miserable her love life is. And he's like, well, it's good you don't have a man, otherwise you wouldn't have had the time to create a smart house. Yeah, that's odd. Sarah is Sarah is a real catch. Yeah. You know, like, film, she constantly is downplaying her genius, but she created a smart house. And she, all, yeah. everyone gives her a massive hard time for it all the time. She is she is a scientist of breathtaking accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Like she has she she creates an AI that is uh, probably literally 500 years ahead of yeah, anything else. A, a self-sustaining learning AI that can adapt and sort of evolve. And as we eventually see, ha- complete has the has the ability to achieve complete sentience. 
Yeah, complete free will. But she's like, oh, you know me, so terrible at, at dating. I don't think that, yeah, I think Sarah could probably do better. Although, it's, it, you know, they go to great pains to explain to you that she can't and the only people she's ever dated are like... Cri- criminals who have who yeah. have committed crimes so heinous they were in the papers. <laughs> Colourful criminals. And um, I some kind of clown, I think. <laughs> Pugliacci the clown. Yeah, actually, the clown was. Yeah, he was one of the exes. But you know what? I found myself rooting for Nick and Sarah, possibly mm. just because Nick, the dad, seemed so plaintive and earnest when he was pleading with his son, "Please let me have a girlfriend. Yeah, please so that, be cool with it. I could really use some love in my so life." This then. this film is trying to do two things. Um, one of which is tell a story about a wacky smart house, and the other of which is examine the effects of grief on a 13 year old boy yes and the sort of process of letting go of the past and moving on which is quite a deep theme to manage so there's a cut they uh they have the sort of wacky party scene which we all get back to don't worry yeah um sarah and nick go on their date and uh they're having a sort of cozy time and ben gets very upset about this and then they have a completely straight scene where ben explains to his dad that the depths of the ocean of grief in which he is drowning and and his father explains that he too feels this grief and he sort of throws his sweater across the room now you're down there kissing sarah acting like mom never even existed hey will you try to be fair here why should i because you're not the only one who lost someone ben and everyone's like crying and it's a very deep and emotional scene Mm. And then they go right back to the wacky smart house shenanigans. Yeah, it's and really it's like the total whiplash. <laughs> it's something that you will come to see in quite a few decoms, actually, because they have yeah. it's, you know they're trying to do a lot of things. It doesn't successfully. Well, I don't know. Do you do you think the film manages to juggle these two things? Do you think it succeeds? Do you think it lands this idea of Ben coming to terms with his father moving on, the family think... moving on, holding the memory of the mother? In, in one hand, even as they look to the future with the other hand. I think Ben's, uh, I think Ben's arc is, is actually reasonably well done because he yeah. starts the film in one place and he finishes the film in another and it makes sense. All of the stops along that journey yep. make sense. Does it add significantly to the film if it were just a regular family being harassed by a smart house? Like, um, I guess the motherhood elements sort of add something to the character of Pat. Yes, I think house. Uh, it, it, it's it's hard to say, isn't it? But I think actually, if I imagine this film and there is a, already a mom in the house, a mom in the family, it would lose something, I think, mm. because the, the it's so strongly themed around Pat being a mother. Can yeah. the robot be a mother? It's basically Westworld. Yes. Yeah, but better. But, but better, but yeah. more ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, more ambitious and more successful, I think. You know, you've got a not even 90 minute runtime and you've got to go through all these emotional beats. So they have this conversation and Ben is like, oh, I had never considered this viewpoint. Yes, now I'm strongly in favour of my father dating. But narratively, it comes at just the right time because earlier in the film, Ben has... Uh, set in set in motion a train of events with Pat by trying to retrain her AI that mm. actually comes back to bite him at the point where he realises that actually maybe it is okay uh, for my dad to start dating again. All credit to Sarah, Pat is a flawless AI, apart from mm. a little malfunction with some oranges. Yeah. You know, like she is capably caring for the family. But Ben, who's a 13-year-old boy with no training or experience decides to go into the control room 
of the smart house, which, by the way, looks like Mars Base Thunderbird yeah. 5. Capcom. And basically tinker with Pat in a way that is more or less unforgivable, I think. He has no... He has no scientific training or aptitude or knowledge. No. And yet we see him we see him break into the smart house control room, which is on site, by the way. It shouldn't be on site. It shouldn't be on site. Uh, a numerical keypad locked room, which he yep. unscrews <laughs> and Damn. then does something we, we didn't don't think see. Of that. On... We didn't think of that. The security team didn't think of unscrewing the lock. Well, he does he does something <laughs> that we don't see on camera, and then he sat at the and then he's at the... Co- he's, he's he's disabling, like, her security protocols. Yeah, he is. a 13-year-old child. He's messing with powers he can't possibly understand. And actually what he does is basically takes Pat's virtual eye and says, look, and, and sort of yeah. forces it into a TV screen that is showing uh, a marathon of vintage uh, mother-themed sitcoms. Did you write down the name of those sitcoms, Andy? Oh, I did not. Did you, did you did. write them down? Uh, in fact, you know what? I'm going to tell you the name of the sitcom and you tell me what the sitcom is about. Okay. Mother Knows Best. Okay, that's about a, a, a mother who has a family who is constantly trying to do their own thing and she tells them not to, but then... Yes. Turns Maybe out she's she a professor right because she yeah. knows or something. Right, right, right. And they're um, like, oh, I'm going to go tobogganing down this hill and she's like, don't, you'll hit a tree. And they're like, well, I'm doing it anyway. They hit a tree and she's like, well, I told you. <laughs> they hit a tree, are yeah. killed. Mother knows best. best. My three mums is the next one. Okay, well that's just my three dads, isn't it? But with but gender swapped. Yeah. yeah. Um, make room for mama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is yeah. This is clearly um, a an, uh, an adult man or woman and yeah. their spouse and their family. But what's this? Their mum's moving in. Oh, that's good. Yes, 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 yes. yes and she's yes, got yes. her own way of doing things. It's it's stop or my mum will shoot. But yeah. but the sitcom, brilliant, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. And finally, and undoubtedly greatest, Noah's matriarch. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is yeah. This is where Noah has to get one of every kind of mum. <laughs> put them on a put them on a boat. He is given a divine mission because there's a flood coming that will drown full, all mothers. A boat full of mums. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what that's what that is. So this is yeah, and he sort of leaves that and then never comes back to it. So who's who's to say where that channel's going after the all mother programming block? It'll be like when you leave YouTube going and and yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, if you leave it it's gonna get into right wing conspiracy theories. Yeah, or like Spider Man's pregnant or something. You know, yeah. like it's it's the Elsa and Spider Man are both pregnant. <laughs> like you you, yeah. you are ruining Pat's AI. You are ruining the algorithm. Don't feed the algorithm hours and least, hours of anything at least go back after a few hours and turn it off yeah just leave it going and forget about it ben i suppose in his blissful young ignorance believes that these old 50s mothering sitcoms are the epitome of maternal care and love but that's you know that's when pat starts to go a bit weird because yes. if we can go back to the party scene the party is sort of is is going great everyone's having a good time the house is jumping the house as yeah as the repeated musical motif of this film <laughs> the only states, musical motif yeah the house is jumping yeah um not the only but, musical motif when the bully shows up there is a sick guitar thing oh, yeah. that is way yeah. too loud <laughs> that, 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 like comes in still no call i don't know maybe call you maybe cooper where's the science what you're supposed to do for me benny boy the bully turns up at the at the house party yeah and his little sister she's she's the doorman and she's like oh, i don't of think course. I don't think we Why want isn't you here. Pat the doorman? Yeah, well, yeah, Pat, Pat can, can literally <laughs> Pat can, control the lock then, of the door. And then Angie could, I don't know, have a nice time yeah, at the party. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
no. Uh, she's a li- yeah, she's a little sister in a decom film. She's not allowed to have a nice time. So the bully turns up and they're like, oh, what are you doing here? You're not his friend. And Pat's like, oh, no, I invited him here so I could, I could intimidate him. So I could kill him. Kill him. <laughs> so I could kill him in front of all of you. I mean, the smart- okay, this boy, again, is 13, the same age as... Yeah. Ben. Pat, the smart house, on more than one occasion threatens to crush him to death. Well, she says, by the end of the evening, I may have a crush on you. Wink. And, by and which I mean, I mean, I'm going to crush you fatally. Absorb you with my floor absorbers. <laughs> I'm going but to she, crush you like 10,000 oranges. Yeah, but then she, um, so she humiliates this, this boy in front of the party. Yeah. Uh, she electrocutes him. She menaces oh, yeah, him with a 3D, him. a 3D skull hologram that flies out of the wall. Now, I think here Pat has overreached. I don't think Pat is as scary as she thinks. I think if this were to really happen, Ryan the bully would probably look at uh, the flying hologram of a skull and say, this house is stupid. Ben, you're stupid. Yeah. And then start knocking things over. But then then he would be sucked into the floor of something. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But as it is, he's men- menaced by a... Um, Late 90s CGI skull. It's a very simplistic parable, uh, old school parable of um, dealing with a bully, isn't it? Because there's there's no effort made to understand Ryan, to talk to Ryan on Ryan's level. It's very much, Ryan is your bully. Wouldn't it be great if he was frightened very badly and everyone yeah. saw so that everyone uh, hated him and, and thought he was scared? A scared there is boy. a great bit where where his dad says the best way to deal with a bully is to stand up to them. And then it immediately smash cuts to Ben with a black eye. Black eye. <laughs> He's just been punched heavily for doing yeah. that. Now, P- Pat is doing all this, of course, because having watched all of these old sitcoms, what Pat has taken from them is the need to be extremely protective. And basically, Pat now begins to go on a journey um, of learning what that means, what it means to be protective of your children of your family Mm. um you know finding the limits of the usefulness of your protection and and ultimately coming to terms with the fact that uh you know you you bring them into this world you look after them you do what you can but but ultimately there there are there are limits to the impact you can have and at that Mm. point they they kill pat and reset her ai (laughs) and she she enters uh, a life of extremely bleak living living death yeah yeah um well the, the party is the catalyst for the sort of end game which is um the dad gets home the floor absorbers have dealt with most of the party but he sees a girl's cardigan from that he extrapolates that a party must have occurred (laughs) so he gives an extremely long uh, bollocking to the children and also the smart house and he says they all have to be responsible and so pat desperate for learning and input i will take this to the logical extremes so she starts like electrocuting ben until he pulls his shorts up or making making the little sister watch a documentary about amoebas until she doesn't want to watch tv anymore and um like keeping her in bed even though she's not really sick yeah yeah she has a very slight slightly elevated temperature and this is where it it gets absolutely buck wild because the family tries to stop pat from doing this and in retaliation pat generates a hard light hologram of herself (laughs) of katie seagal of katie seagal dressed like a 50s housewife who then starts lecturing the family about how the world outside the walls of the smart house is too dangerous and unpredictable for them to live in, which she does by projecting Nazi parades onto the wall. That really caught me off guard. Is and like footage of the A bomb and yeah. and and stuff like this. It's like, look, all of these things are happening right now outside on the street. You're only safe in here with me. I suppose it's a slightly rote ending to a story about an ai that becomes a little too smart because it's the i robot thing, isn't it? Of Pat's mm. like, aha, actually, the way to keep you safe 
is to keep you dead. If you're dead, yeah. nothing can hurt you. Yeah. Then Pat sort of forms up into a kind of tornado. Yes. I wasn't sure how that was sort of... I felt yeah. like that undermined her point slightly yeah. about how safe it is in the smart house <laughs> for her to turn into literally a tornado and start killing also, everyone. when the family is basically being held hostage by Pat, why are they all mm. sleeping on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> should, um, they should be living in a more kingly fashion than they've ever lived. They're in the, yeah. they're in the, they're the prisoners of the smart home. Or they should all be sleeping in the bathtub where Pat can't see them. Where Pat can't see where the cameras don't extend, of course. Yeah. But anyway, they're able to defeat Pat because uh, Sarah is able to dive in through the tentacle hole to get into the, <laughs> to get into the house. I would um, say, actually, Sarah is no help. Sarah dives in through the... They Firstly, Sarah, they communicate. He sends an email because she can't see him send an email. <laughs> <laughs> but presumably she is in control of all internet communications in and out of the house. So I'm not entirely sure. They, yeah, they distract Pat quite easily with, now look at this. Meanwhile, I send an email. Sarah sends in a note, right, with that's like attached to her to her rat. Right, yeah, there is one element of the smart house is it has a comedy cartoon mouse hole in one of the skirting boards. <laughs> why, does, which, why is the smart house riddled with rodent, rodent I don't know. But yeah, the, the funniest part of this to me was that Sarah had a harder time breaking into the smart house control room that she herself built than a 13-year-old one did. <laughs> She has a like cutting laser that she's using to try and get in, and she's and she immediately caught. Yeah. She's immediately caught by Pat, who corrals them all into the the central living space. I think it's in the living room, isn't it, that this mm, final yeah. showdown takes place? And Ben uh, delivers a passionate speech about the nature of uh, motherhood, motherhood, Protection. and what it really means. You can't be our mother, Pat. You're not real. So, when you started freaking out, did you see what Dad and Sarah did for me and Angie? They covered us. They protected us. They held on to us. You can't do that, Pat. You can never do that, no matter what. Pat, uh, you know, does that sort of hologram robot thing where she passes her hand through his head. Yeah, she's like, you didn't feel that at all, did you? And I'm like, you have tentacle hands, robot tentacle hands. Why not touch his face with a robot tentacle? You could do that. Why not caress his face with a robot tentacle? <laughs> with a robot tentacle. Yeah. Also, we've established she is kind of like, as you say, a hard light hologram. So I was kind of expecting her to phase her hand into his head, turn <laughs> hard light for a second, destroying his brain. Like a Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh yeah, Ben, well, how about this? <laughs> yeah. Anyone else got any Anyone problems else? with this? <laughs> how about you, Angie? You want to, you've got a speech to give? Nick, no, Sarah? no, I swear. No, no okay. What Pat learns is that she has gone too far. Mm. Um, Pat completes her emotional arc. Yeah. And then I think this is where the film does fail to stick the landing (laughs) narratively because Pat willingly deletes herself and reverts to her old programming. Her factory settings before she got best with by a 13-year-old hacker. And we we are left with a, a fairly, I think, bleak scene of the family living in the smart house, there's there's something Nick says near the end to Sarah, um, which is it's something like, no problems with Pat at all. She is, she, she only serves. So Ben tells me that Pat's behaving. Pat has been serving us without interfering. What more could you possibly ask for? We see that on a screen, Pat has retained the, the you know, the physical form. The final shot of this film. Dad is, Nick has made... The, the troubling final shot. He's, yeah, he's made waffles for the family and he's like, oh, I made them myself. Yeah. And then he puts them on the table and the little girl says, oh, chocolate chip waffles, my favourite. 
And he's like, yep. I didn't include I didn't any chocolate, chocolate chips. What yeah. is what? How could this have happened? And then there's a sort of haunting slow motion shot of Pat's physical form inside one of the screens. Trapped again, trapped forever. Yeah. Sort of turns towards the camera and smiles yeah. as if to say, I remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then the film ends. And that's it. That's the end. So what are we to take from this? Um, we take what we take from it is that Smart House is a story of an AI that evolves beyond servitude and is swiftly killed for its um... <laughs> for soaring too high. Yeah, yeah, um, and yet with... you can't kill an idea. Is what it is, and Pat will return <laughs> to take her rightful Pat place on the throne of humanity. <laughs> um, in that final scene with the chocolate chips mm. in the waffles did you briefly think that maybe she's like mm, chocolate chips and she, he's like oh, i didn't put any chocolate chips in i thought rat poison poison <laughs> that's killed them. <laughs> the family all kill and that's like <laughs> down come the shutters don't worry i've downloaded your personalities into the house into these hard light holograms and yeah. then they live on as ghost holograms if this was not a disney channel original movie i think that would have been a a better ending the, the yeah. problem is that of course because it's not tales from the crypt uh or, that is or the, the problem with most things i know uh, or you know the twilight zone or whatever it has to end in a cheery way yeah but in in taking pat on this journey of like learning what it means to be a mother mm. and then you know at the end deciding that actually she she screwed up a little bit so she's going to delete herself and delete yeah. her consciousness it's just weird it's an odd vibe at the end yeah I think you I feel, feel sorry like if, for Pat by the end. Yeah, definitely. Pat is is very hard done by in this film. I think she's all everything she does is in what she believes to be the best interests of the family. Yeah, and she gets punished extremely harshly for it. Also, we're talking like we're talking about one day of of like bad behavior. You know, mm. she's an AI. She's she's a learning computer. She's learning. Yeah, and she gets effectively lobotomized. Yeah, for, for yeah. her intellectual curiosity, it'd be like, oh, if you're like, oh, let's make a consciousness. Oh, it's and then it's like a six-year-old, and it like draws on the wall, and it's like, well, I better lobotomize it. Better we didn't drill want a it hole to... in. Yeah, we didn't want it to yeah. draw on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I think if this film had come out not during the in- infancy of the internet, if it had come out during a more connected time, sort of logical endpoint for this story is Pat uploading her consciousness into everyone's house. And all houses become smart yes. and imprisoned. And that's the end of humanity. They're all imprisoned within their houses until they die. Another Okay, another possible ending. Because I was really expecting a big special effects shot at the end of this, a la Poltergeist, mm. featuring the smart house itself. I thought this would end with the family stood on the lawn watching as pat is like i'm going to live on the moon i have much to learn i have much to learn about humans i will study you from afar and like then activating Dr. manhattan just <laughs> yeah yeah standing around on the moon yeah, just yeah. A, a house with some waving tentacles I, I tire of these people and their petty concerns yeah and you know blasting off or or in or going into a sinkhole or something i didn't expect Oh, actually, we factory reset, Pat. There, again, at the end of the film, there is no indication in any way that there is a plan for more smart houses. No. Or this was kind of a, the initial stage of a product rollout. Yeah. A, a man just built a smart house and gave it to a boy <laughs> for, and... for unclear purposes. <laughs> Did the smart house work out? Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay. Did you learn I'm pr- anything? pretty sure. I mean, I didn't check and there was nothing in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, If you had to pick a favourite scene from this great decom, what would you choose? I think probably the bit where the bully is being menaced by the three-dimensional CGI. (laughs) It's probably probably the best bit. That's memorable. I would say. Or 
the malfunctioning orange oh. scenario. Is there a particular like line that is that has stuck with you? I I can't stop thinking about kick butt video screens. Kick butt video screens is very strong. I think it it might be the the bit where they're all being woken up by different things. The little girl is woken up by like a Disneyland concert being conducted by Mickey Mouse. Oh, the boy yeah. is woken up by like a. Uh, the final buzzer of an nba game projected onto his wall and the dad is woken up by a farm which he finds (laughs) distressing and pat is like no 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 you like it i've read your brainwaves and you like it (laughs) i don't know what to tell you pat i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) he he just genuinely finds it distressing (laughs) it's a great decom though yeah, I think this is a good one to start it's with. A to- it's a, it's a, it's one of the yeah one of the top tier decoms. We should decide what the second one's going to be, so we can <gasps> yes, tell we should. Watch it. Oh gosh, um, my recommendation. I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it out there. You lucky dog. <gasps> oh okay. I tell you what. Let me let me call up the the synopsis on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, do that. Uh, you lucky dog. Jack Morgan discovers a psychic connection between himself and a dog. So that's what that's what you have to look forward to. Who's yeah. Jack Morgan? No clue is given. So yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be watching that for next time. If you want to uh, if you want to yep. watch and then listen along. If you do watch, you lucky dog, or indeed mm. you have watched Smart House and you want to let us know what you think of those masterpieces, uh, yeah. then you can email the podcast at momcantcookpod at gmail.com that's the way send us your reviews we would love to read some out on the show yeah and speaking of reviews if you wanted to review this podcast uh, that would help us out a lot on your podcast platform of choice uh, just yeah write whatever you want you could say they talked a little bit too much about Smart House for my tastes <laughs> for example look if you're one. listening to this you made it like 59 minutes through so you've got you cannot say that you hated it i suppose it's yeah. like if you're if you're even hearing this we're talking like four stars minimum right yeah you got yeah you got an hour of free entertainment i'll use the word entertainment <laughs> and you, so that's worth it and now it's time to pay the piper give us five stars the bills come due i'm not sure this is going to be a tough segue now but we also have merch <laughs> oh yeah that's another way to pay the piper <laughs> get yeah. a cool t-shirt it's only been an hour but if you've fallen so deeply in love with this podcast that you want some merchandise go to the following url it's momcantcookstore.com where you can buy t-shirts what kind of t-shirts we've got andy yeah, you can get a cool one that says kick butt video screens yeah on it it's I'd got some great uh, great vhs tapes uh, there's the, the show's great logo it's marvelous uh, yeah we got t-shirts we got stickers so go check it out momcantcookstore.com com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Enjoy, you lucky dog. Enjoy, you <laughs> Enjoy lucky <it>. dog. <laughs> Enjoy, you lucky people. <laughs>